0: Welcome to Gender Nebulous 25 with me, Frida Wallace
1: and Victoria Hodges. I'm a point in the right direction. I'm the wrong way again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. But
0: so, um, Hi. Is that the right way?
1: No, that's the wrong way.
0: That's the right way. That's the right way. Right. Victoria Hodges. So how are you, Victoria?
1: I'm good. I've had a busy week. Um, it's been a bit of a stressful week for Trans people and non-binary people, with all the shite that's going on in the news. Um, Let me tell you, we're going to cover some of those topics, aren't we? Um, And there's a lot. There's a lot of topics to go through today. There's been a lot of stuff going on. So Um, yeah, some of it's it's bad. So I don't know. You wanted to start off with this issue around prisons, etc. So let's start with that.
0: So yeah, let's. I mean, I I wasn't sure when to cover this because it's like a developing story. So trigger warning you know this is about the case
1: yeah i mean i think you know it's uh, trigger warning and it's difficult to remain calm on this issue so we will do our best
0: yeah it's to do with the case of isla bryson i'm going to call that isla bryson because that's the only way
1: i mean that's the name the person yeah
0: yeah and this has been portrayed in the press and in the news generally as a trans rapist now the way i see this is purely as a political um leverage and you know this nobody's going to ever ever going to tell me that you can excuse rape or abuse of any kind But what I've seen in the press and what I've seen in the news today and in over the weekend is the weaponization of this issue through the trans narrative. Now, what what I mean by that is um, there are people saying on one hand that this person is pretending to be trans to get certain privileges to try and be housed in a female prison because obviously, this person would be more harshly dealt with in a male prison. That is a possibility, but it's not for it's not for us to speculate. You know, we can't make we we are not qualified to make those kind of speculations. And uh, I've seen lobby groups. You know, the the lobby group, the usual lobby groups like keep prisons single sex. I will say the first thing. I disagree with there is the first bit of that is keep prisons. You know, why do you want to keep prisons? But this case doesn't help anyone. It doesn't make women safer. And it certainly doesn't make trans women safer because what has happened in the space of 48 hours is the Scottish... Nicola Sturgeon has come out and said that this person won't be housed in a female prison. So, yeah, you know, I would say on balance, I would agree with that, yeah. considering, considering the severity of these mm-hmm. crimes. Uh, but the next thing that I see happen is the uh, Westminster saying that no trans women at all will be in female prisons. Now, to me, that, is it, it it just sounds like to me that this is a, a total political message? It's not about helping anyone, it's not about protecting women. These these changes don't protect women, you know what I mean? They 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 exist only as a political maneuver. Now, now in the case now, I don't know the details of the case, not none, none of us do. You know, the severity of the sexual assault, what, what was involved in that, you know, we'll never know probably. But um, this particular case is a gift to people that hate us. And that is, that's a fact because they are, they they. you know, how many times did we hear the name Karen White? Yeah. In these conversations. And now... Karen White must be rubbing her hands. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a couple of a couple of things to say on this. I mean, if you if you first of all, I think the way to deal with this issue is to take gender identity out of the conversation for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at what happened. There's an, an individual has raped two other individuals. Um, that person has been taken to court. They've been convicted, and they're now in prison awaiting sentencing in scotland so yeah should that person be you know be sent to jail for a very long time absolutely are they a terrible person absolutely and yeah they're going to be they're going to be housed in, in prison for probably the rest of their life so the next question is if you bring if you now bring gender back into the discussion the question is where do you house someone who says that they are transgender we don't know if they are or they aren't, I mean, that's not really the issue. But the issue is someone who's saying they're a trans woman, uh-huh. do you house them in the women estate or do you house them in the male estate? So mm-hmm. the way to do this, I believe, is is via risk assessment. And that's how it's currently done for all prisoners going into prison. They go through this risk assessment process to, to establish what the risk to them is and what the risk to other prisoners and staff is. Now, we know that trans women in the male prison will suffer a lot of abuse, not only from other prisoners, but from prison mm-hmm. parents. This is fact, fact of life. Yeah, these, um, are, yeah, these so if you, if you put that individual in the male estate, yeah, they're going to have a problem. But, you know, the problem in there is that they would need protection probably from other prisoners, um, especially based on the crime they've committed. They're probably going to get a lot of abuse in there. Okay, that's fine. Do We could say, you know, this is a rapist, they deserve it. Well, okay. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. But if you put this person in a female prison, they they do present a risk to other women in there because, you know, they, mm. they've already committed two rapes. So there's a risk. So if you put them in the female but- estate, can you isolate them mm. enough in there so that they're not going to cause a problem? I don't yep. know the answer to that. But I think so- what we should be looking at is risk assessment determines where you put somebody. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, but my my main problem with the whole thing is that if people, if the public think that women are going to be protected by this decision, they're very much delusional, willfully ignorant or mistaken. Yeah. Because, you know, between 2010 and 2020, There were 122 reported sexual assaults against women in prisons, and five of them were trans individuals. So the vast
1: majority of those incidents are are being committed by other women women against women in those prisons.
0: Now, there are people who who believe that the only way a rape or a sexual assault can happen is via a penis. Now, that that is definitely not the case. You know, that is not how people are abused generally, unfortunately. And it's a common misconception to link the idea of uh, anatomy with abuse, because we know that's not the case. We know that there are women out there that commit horrible crimes against children. We know there are women out there that commit horrible abuses against other women and actually men. They're very much not reported, but this this is not um, this is not me saying to try and excuse the crime of of an individual. Yeah. This is just me trying to get a perspective on this person going to prison because it will not help women. It doesn't. Okay, so
1: then the the other the other part of the kind of the thing that's happened is that the English government. I'm going to say English government because I think it only applies to England and Wales yeah they've now come out and updated the transgender prisoner policy framework to say that no trans women will be held in mm. women's prisons moving forward now that that is a blanket policy and totally mm. seems to ignore this risk assessment so for example so, so. for example let's say a trans woman committed a crime of not paying the tv license and i think you can still go to jail for that so that person goes to jail. You know, they're they're not violent in any way. They've not committed any violent crimes. They've committed a financial crime or other, or any other kind of crime, similar level, really low level crime, where you can end up in prison. So that person now is not going to go through this risk assessment. They're, they're going to be automatically sent into the male estate, which is dangerous for that individual. There's no there's no associated risk with trans women in general you know so they could that person who's committed a not paying the tv licence fee crime mm. could go to the female estate and not present any risk whatsoever but this blanket ban now mm. is kind of taking all that away for absolutely no other reason than well, you know political ideology
0: well this 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 decision this westminster decision is is not based on anything other than um than a, a callback it's a it's saying like we know what you're doing nicolas sturgeon and we don't like it now they now originally they wanted to uh, they wanted to oppose the gender recognition act right we know that and that could still happen and 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 the timing of this to me is the very timing dubious.
1: seems very odd because I mean, we it's know just like the day later this comes out after that tra- case has been to court. I mean
0: not not just that timing, it's the crime the crime committed, as far as I'm aware, with Isla Bryson was in 2018. Now why is it taken?
1: All I this I there, there was two cases, I think one was twenty sixteen and one was twenty nineteen. Why is it taken until now for this to even get to court? I don't know.
0: Right. So so am I cynical in thinking that this Decision to prosecute this person, considering how very few rapes are brought to trial, and how very few cases are heard, and how many, how very few, even less, are publicised. Am I cynical in thinking maybe this is a bit of a weird? You know, it just seemed the timing I don't of this.
1: Know. In, I think we would be speculating if we were to say that.
0: Of course, yeah, but it's worth speculating because. I know we know that rape and violent sexual
1: attack. Yeah, a lot of it, cases do not get prosecuted. That no, is a huge because, issue. Oh,
0: because we live yeah. in a system of systemic misogyny. Well, they changed.
1: They changed the evidence rules, didn't they, a few years back around this? Let me and just made it. They well, made, it, well, but, but, they made well, it harder to bring cases to court.
0: If you just let let me just yeah go. On. go because the thing for me with this case is it's too convenient. It's just all too. It all slots into too many jigsaw pieces, and uh, and I can understand. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not here to say this person should get any quarter. You know, I think they should fill the face the full force of the okay. law. But I just don't understand why the British, uh, why Westminster, <laughs> are calling this now, right? Because what you're going to say, you know, you were saying about TV licenses and stuff like that, but the amount you're more likely to be sentenced and sent down for financial fraud. Like say, if you were caught fiddling your taxes, as I mean, unless you're Nadim Zahawi, obviously, if you were caught fiddling your books or you were caught, uh, embezzling you would be more likely to send to prison for that than you would be for any sort of sexual misdemeanor or any or serious sexual assault so um let's not let's not pretend you know this is anything other than a a political thing it's a purely political motivation and i don't care personally about the individual, because if if that person has been found to have raped somebody, yeah, fair enough. You know, I, <laughs> this isn't me making excuses. I, I But I would like to see all rapists, all people that report sexual assault treated with the same vigour yeah,
2: yeah.
0: as this person. But you won't yeah. see that. And why don't you see that? And why are people such as, you know, Dominic Raab, Suddenly interested in the welfare of women in prison because we know on record, and we know just by looking at his voting record, that he didn't give a shit about women before this. And this that's just a matter of fact. So don't, you know, let's yeah, not pretend well, it
1: suddenly it's part of the political football so, so that was that, that I think
0: I think that's the main thing I'm wanting to say about it. To yeah. me, it's too convenient. You know, and also you have the problem of trans men in
1: prisons. Which is never mentioned.
0: Never mentioned. And and and, and there are so many cases of women that have abused other women and uh, women that have abused people in care, and they're put in women's prisons. They're put in the same prison with other women who are vulnerable, the people that would have been in care. So where is the safeguard in there? And why is no... I know it's really complicated. It's really... It, it's not something we, on this little podcast... No. Have, have it's the, a big <laughs> issue. But, but, but my main trauma with it like i went on lbc the other night Mm -hmm. and i was way too i
1: was like proper upset i know you were i know i mean you you said some things i could tell you were upset by the way you were talking um yeah you you there was you made some really good points there were some things that were kind of off um what's the word not kind of on point i guess you were kind of I think you were attacking Ian Dale a little bit. Mm. But this is but, why I've asked him. The, the, pro- the problem is that, you know, it's a very emotive topic. And when we're discussing this, we need to kind of remain calm and look but at the facts, look at the law, and make sure that, you know, you know, you do take out take away the gender from the discussion and look at, mm, you know, mm. what is what needs to be done to someone who's committed these crimes. And it, mm. obviously, it's go to jail for a very long time. And then... You know, we shouldn't be applying blanket bans to mm. trans women who pose no risk. You know, yeah. that's that's where I'm kind of coming from with it. Mm. Um but we've, but, got, to you know, be, we've got to be you know, this new policy that they've, they've brought in is 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 based on you know unscientific and mm. political. It's very political, you know. I think this is one of the aided.
0: This is one of the heaviest subjects. we a heavy had,
1: subject. We've
0: yeah. had to talk about, but yeah. it cannot be ignored. And be. and the, the the thing that always stands out to me when I read, you know, people, you know, there's certain I won't mention anybody's name. Uh, we know we know those high-profile anti-trans people, and and the way they've run with this. And it says a lot about them and, and the way that they have portrayed this. Now, when you yeah. look at it, when well, you look at when you take a step back from that and you realize that no woman, no woman in prison has been helped by this situation, mm-hmm. then you know what on what side they say. I'm not going to see, well, it's really, this, this I, prison, I really, I this really want to mention names. Scotland, <laughs> this
1: prison, well, don't, but this prison in Scotland. Apparently is you know the conditions in there are absolutely terrible, and it's actually going to be closing soon. let so, me tell you
0: what what you know, you know what there's I, another issue there's a whole other issue of conditions in prison right and and prisons and and the people that manage prisons must be you know some of the you know and I I don't know. I must be the. It must be. Could you imagine? I mean, I don't know what it's like to work in a prison, but I imagine it's one of the harshest. Well, I, was, I
1: was reading something earlier today about a trans woman in a male prison who'd been raped two thousand times while they were inside. Well, no. So how is, do? How the hell does that happen inside this, a prison? Is, Where are the prison is, guards? What are they doing?
0: This was something I wanted to mention. And there have been cases quite recently. trans women in prisons and there was one of jenny swift yeah um and tara hudson and there was another i'm just trying to get the link yeah and they they would be abused in prisons now now regardless of their crimes they do not deserve to be abused in prison, right? This is not... We don't live in a medieval well, No, world. No
1: prisoner deserves to be abused in prison. Exactly. They should be protected from themselves, from you're others. you serving... Whatever you're you've serving done... Your time, you're not there well, to be abused.
0: I'd like to think, you know, Vicky, if I ever committed a crime, like, say I murdered you... deep Which is probably going to happen at some point.
1: All <laughs> right, make sure I keep that I'm, on record. I'm trying
0: to lighten things up now, because I'm yeah. trying
1: to... I'm tra- you're going to murder me and you're like trying to and things up. Except,
0: okay. so imagine if I got you high on something and you ended up passing out and it was all my fault.
1: And you ended up in prison.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think I'd be safeguarded.
1: Because yeah, I don't fancy. I, I, I like to think we live in a civilised society where prisoners um, are treated, you know.
0: No, I love you very much, Vicky, and I wouldn't hurt you. But I don't fancy my chances in strange ways. No, exactly. So let's let's face
1: facts yeah yeah so anyway you know <laughs> difficult so can we, topic can we talk about something I else we've, i think we've uh, kind of killed that one um let's move on to something
0: else. i think bet you i think i'll let you do a bit of talking for a minute i'm a bit emotional but
1: after all that yeah all right so first topic normal topic um it's about the church again you know we've had the we've had these conversations before about what's going on with the pope and what's going on with uh, the archbishop of canterbury and this time the story is about archbishop will not give new prayer blessings for gay couples so you know the archbishop of canterbury will not personally use proposed new prayers to bless same-sex couples ah the church of england this week said it wants to offer blessings to gay couples that would not, allow priests, but would not allow priests to marry them. Justin Welby said he celebrates the change but has a responsibility for the whole communion. Now, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. It's, like, it's discrimination, isn't it? I mean, you can't, there's no other word for it. Well, you see, they're in a weird position, aren't they, the church? Because they, they know that
0: being part of a religion like that has certain exclusionary policy.
1: Yeah, you know, same-sex marriage though, you know, has been legal in England and Wales since twenty thirteen. The law was the law was changed. The church did didn't alter its teachings. Why? Yeah, you know, I I believe that the government should, you know, enforce this law on the church and make mm. them make them do what they're supposed to be doing. I think they have the powers to do that. The government, but yeah. they're not doing for you know.
0: Well, Either political I, I, or religious I, reason. Is this to do with like the, the coupling of the government and the church?
1: I think that's related to it, yeah.
0: Because I just don't think the government should have anything to do. I mean, I, I know it's kind of a...
1: Well, you know, the House of Lords is full of...
0: Yeah, it's full of, it's full of, it's full of mental, the Bishop of Bath and Wells. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it just annoys me how the Church of England kind of assumes it has this authority over people.
0: So, 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 to, for us, what would that mean? Like, say, if I wanted to marry a
1: man, would well, I? Y- I mean, you, you can marry a man, but you'd have to marry a man as a man because that's what it says, that's what it says in your birth certificate. Yeah, currently, if you got a GRC, you could marry a man as a woman. Well, I mean, that's a kind of a different issue. That these the, these people are saying that the the gay couples. They're only going to offer them a prayer, and this guy won't even do that. So, if I, <laughs> so, so if I wanted to marry you, <laughs> well, you'd have to ask me first.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, get, I'm just playing with the idea of what is, you know, what if you had a GRC, you know, if you had a, if you, if you had the legal, like, it, like, on, like, so legally, I would be male, wouldn't I?
1: Yeah, in that situation, you would.
0: Yeah. And you, you've got a GRC. have got a GRC, yeah. So you'd be legally female.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So I could marry you. So
1: in theory, that would be legally a man marrying a legal woman. And <laughs> this guy wouldn't have a length to stand on, would he? He'd have to do exactly.
0: it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's fucking nonsense.
1: It is nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. So he's gen- it, mm. it kind of ties in with the next story, which is about the Pope pope francis insists homosexuality is a sin but not a crime <laughs> well when i look back upon my life it's always with a sense of shame <laughs> thank you a song so i don't, I don't uh, really understand this. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand where the pope's going with this one
0: pope francis going...
1: has slammed laws which criminalize homosexuality that's good saying god loves us as we are okay good but then it kind of goes on to say um you know. However, the Pope said that he saw such attitudes as down to the cultural backgrounds of the bishops, and said that there needs to be mm. a process of change mm. in order for these figures to recognise LGBT people as valid and deserving in respect. You... Um I just don't understand why these religious organisations can't just get over this. I can explain fact. it to you. But some people are LGBTQ plus. When I and they want to get married. And they should be able to do it in any situation, just like everybody else. Um, well, when I churches was, just need to stop interfering in people's lives.
0: Well, When I was an altar boy, <laughs> um, let me
1: tell you. I'm having visions now.
0: <laughs> the reason these priestly people and the, the religious people don't want to accept that is because they're already indulging in it. And it's like they don't want it to be public. They, it's like, oh, we've got this little secret cult. But what con- gives
1: them? What gives them rights over people like this? Well, why? Why do they think they have this power over us, where they can control what we do? Yeah, it's like, yeah, you
0: know, it's, but it's true because a lot of the laws we have, a lot of the they, they're sanctioned by a kind of morality that comes the morality
1: from- police called religion. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know. If people think that that being in love with somebody or expressing some kind of sexual desire for somebody is a problem, it's not that's never the problem. The problem is people's shame around it. So pe- priests and, you know, clerics and people, of the authority, they always have some kind of shame.
1: Yeah, there's nothing, about... there's nothing like a church setting to get the shame going, is there?
0: Yeah. And people find that kind of sexually arousing, you know, don't, you know, don't doubt it, you know, nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with men in cassocks, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not
1: good at that. I'm <laughs> moving on swiftly to the next one. Um, this is, again, another weird one. I'm um, not sure what's going on here, but Florida's governor, Ronda DeSantis, makes a huge demand for personal details of trans students. We're officially yeah, we're, we're officially calling, calling him Ronda. I'm not calling Ron Ron. I'm calling Ron Ronda because of his um, yeah. disdain for trans people. So, so I what's have a what, similar disdain for him. What's so his sexual name? Ronda.
0: It's Ron DeSantis.
1: Ron, Ron DeSantis.
0: So we're going to call him Ronda Santis.
1: Ronda. We're going to call Ronda. him Rhonda DeSantis.
0: Help me, Rhonda.
1: Help, help me, Rhonda. <laughs> this is a weird one. So Florida's Republican, yeah, note Republican, Governor uh, Rhonda DeSantis has passed. demanded state universities share the personal details of trans students. According to a survey issued last week, DeSantis, otherwise known as Rhonda, has asked for the number and ages of students who sought gender dysphoria treatment, including sex reassignment surgery and hormone prescriptions. The memo requests that universities provide the number of encounters of sex reassignment treatment, or where such treatment was sought, as well as data for students referred to other facilities. It isn't known why Desantis is is conducting the survey, but it allows him bringing in, you know, it follows him bringing in a Florida's horrific "Don't Say Gay" law, mm-hmm. which prevents the teaching or instructing of sexual orientation or gender identity to youngsters in kindergarten and up. To year three, yeah, they have this, so, you know,
0: paranoia, don't they, about paranoia. teaching
1: children. What's he going to do with this data? I mean, they're not going to let him have it. I don't think. I hope yeah. not.
0: No, no, I mean, what's I mean, he, even what's he planning if, on
1: doing with that? I mean, you don't, you don't request that data and then just don't do anything with it, do you? Well It's like he's, my, he's 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 using it for something.
0: My suspicion is he'd be very disappointed with that data. But but the if I was in that situation, the protest. Against that would be to get everybody to register as trans, even if they're not, because I, you just want to make a mockery of that whole process. But see, the thing is, like with that whole "don't say gay," and it's like it, it, they, I don't, I don't really believe that these people care either way. They've just found a way to scare the public, to scare people. In to vote in a certain well, they, way. you
1: they, they think that the population is on board with what they're trying to do and it's a way to retain voters I mean that's yeah yeah
0: yeah doing. it's all about leverage it's all about political leverage like if you can if you can if you can scare a population into thinking there's this
1: threat to
0: your children
1: if you could show DeSantis um that this policy would actually get him voted out of government, Exactly, he would, he would change his policy.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. That's all. Yeah. It's ever about. It's about getting votes, and if you, and and you can get more votes with fear than you can with
1: progression. So, House Democrat leader Ventris Driscoll said, "We can see cuts in funding for universities to treat students with this condition, and I think an all-out elimination of services is certainly on the table." So, I mean, you know. <laughs> It's not good, is it? She added that DeSantis is trying to remake the state's universities in his own image, as far as you know can be, mm. as far as what can be taught and how students can be treated. She she goes on to say, "I've never seen anything like this. It's a really terrifying place that we're in in Florida history."
0: Well, it's like this. side, don't. These people know the internet still exists. I mean, children I or young people college students not
1: mentioned in university or school they're gonna
0: if you don't provide correct information they will find the anyway yeah
1: it's like this i mean they'll be watching this podcast won't they
0: it's like the idea that you know if you you know when people start complaining about people seeing porn on the online they're not it's still going to exist it's
1: not going anywhere
2: yeah
0: you
1: know you well one of the one of the things she also goes on to say is that what can happen is a brain drain where we have Floridian students not wanting to stay there, exactly, and they go and they, they move to other states, you know, and it, the the public colleges and universities in Florida will suffer.
0: Exactly. So you know. So Sodom, you know, let Florida sink into the sea. Well, it is doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of couple of hurricanes later.
1: Yeah, it's going to be underwater soon. When the when the when the you know, the sea levels rise.
0: We've talked about this before, haven't we? Like you know the idea that everybody's going to move slightly more north. Canada okay. is going to be the the, cent- going
1: the new, It's going to be the new, um,
0: yeah, new sunshine new, state. And then Scotland for us is going to be the yeah. main. Yeah, that's where because that's where progressive policy is.
2: Yeah, it's it like. Is
1: very know, much so at the moment scotland is the place to go i mean this is uh a, there's another another report come out around sports which is the next topic um trans women have no advantage in elite sport new report finds so a new report has found trans women do not have any advantages over any other women when competing in elite sport if existing rules are followed um Findings from a report, which was commissioned by the Canadian Centre for Ethics in Sport, clarify that biomedical factors do not pose an advantage, but suggest social factors like nutrition and training quality do. The the new report is an in-depth review of all scientific literature published between 2011 Mm. and 2021 in English regarding trans women and their participation in elite-level sports. So, you know, I mean, that really ties into what we were discussing with Kirsty um, the, mm. the other day on that podcast we did with that. Um, so yeah, but... I will I will link this report into the notes if anybody wants to read. It's 86 pages long. I'm not read it myself. <laughs> but it, you know, it just goes to show, doesn't it? Um, but just
0: to condense those 88 pages, it's like what we knew anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like if you... Discriminate based on the idea of, you know, like obviously, like within the elite sports, bodies are not that they're they're trained for a specific mm. thing, you know. And, no, but,
1: I mean that point about nutrition and training being more important. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, the report, not, the report they're, concluded they're, that trans women that have begun testosterone suppression have no clear biological advantage. There is not mm. one discrete biomarker that allows easy comparison of athletes' bodies to each other in terms of performance, you know. So it's going to be an interesting read, that one.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I'd like to see more trans people competing and feeling accepted by sporting bodies. Not because, like, I mean, it helps us, you know, we always celebrate well-achieving trans people. I say the more diverse sport is, the better you know,
1: yeah, I, you know, yeah,
0: I want to see a trans woman uh, footballer in the uh, Lionesses team. That's my that would be beautiful.
1: So or in the Premier League,
0: let's make that happen. Yeah.
1: Um, another another Scottish related story here. And uh, this was, this was in Vice World News. Um, trans people say they're leaving England because of nonstop transphobia. Hmm. Now, this, I think this particular article features um, three trans women, um, I think a couple of them we both know, um, regarding, you know, what's going on in England with transphobia and government trying to do all kinds of horrible things. People are actively planning on leaving England because of this. Yeah, well, we've thought about it, haven't we? i have thought about it. I've got friends who already have. You um, were talking about moving to Canada last week yeah well uh, that's on the, that's a possibility too what about yeah. me what about you <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: well I, I i was thinking about moving to scotland i mean it's not far but you know yeah they seem to be more progressive so, so trans- you can,
1: you can... let me just read out a bit of this article here trans people in england have told vice world news that they are packing their bags and leaving the country because of the constant transphobia they face online on the streets and at work. It comes as the UK government triggered a section 35 order for the first time ever, effectively blocking the Scottish government's gender recognition law, which could have made Scotland the first part of England to allow people to legally change their gender by self declaration and without the need for medical diagnosis. So the, the three the three women that have featured in this um, are Amelia Beckers, I don't know if you know any of these people. I do, yeah, um, yeah. I follow them on Twitter. Yeah, I think they're all on Twitter actually. Kate Anderson, I know I follow Kate. Um, they've all kind of made similar statements, and the other one, I believe, is um, one second. Uh, Michelle Snow. I met Michelle at the Trans in City event a couple of years back. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they've all they've all. Pretty much said the same thing, you know. So have, have they moved? No, no. they're thinking about it or the planning to do so.
0: Mm. Well, you can imagine if you have the mobility, you know, if like, you have the ability to, to go somewhere. I mean, Mich- you're, Michelle, you're... One of the
1: things Michelle's saying is, I feel thoroughly unwelcome as a trans person in England. Mm. You know, it's, it's very, very hostile here. I feel well, like I'm being pushed away by the UK government. Yeah. And I don't think they know how awful that feels to trans people. Every few weeks, I get this feeling like I'm not welcome here. And I'm just being used in some sort of political game. I mean, I have the same feelings.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people do. It's getting and worse, not better. It just becomes like every time there's a new story about us, um, the British press are very hostile. And the but but this isn't just about trans people. They're hostile about immigrants. They're hostile about you know any kind of marginalized community. They want to weaponize things. The fear narrative so well, you know if you
1: could move to scotland and that that is an improvement to your life and what's you know what mm-hmm. compared to living in england why would you not do it yeah you exactly know. i mean you know, but
0: there are there are advantages like say personally i would well, I say mean, there's,
1: there's all there's already advantages nothing to do with trans stuff i mean you know you've already, there's already advantages to be in scotland such as um prescriptions are free Mm-hmm yeah. And ed- education, education is, is free hmm. you know there's lots of reasons yeah. to move to scotland
0: well i i mean realistically though i mean like say if i want i mean it, it's like with this gr gender recognition reform if you move to scotland how long would you have to be there to benefit for because you couldn't you just couldn't move there and go right I'm in Scotland now <laughs>
1: I think you need to be what's known as ordinarily resident and I think that's a six month period you'd have to live there to say that so that's my, not this that's is my not permanent bad. residence now
0: that's not bad is it bad, you bad, know no. get no. myself a nice little flat in Edinburgh
1: yeah Hollyrood Hollyrood
0: yeah that'd be my drag name Hollyrood
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's you know the more and more of this stuff that goes on with the the UK government, the more and more I'm thinking Scotland is a place to go and independence is a thing to do. It's just, you know, those two things make more and more sense every day. Well, that's what's, that you see, that's the real crux of it. That's what's frightening Westminster. Well, well, it's really simple for Westminster to resolve this problem if they wanted to. You know, Mm. there's only how many trans women are there in the country? 48,000. They don't need to make a lot of changes to turn the situation around. You know, it's just that they won't do it because it's politically yeah. not in their kind of ideas. I mean, they could solve all these problems really easily if they wanted to. It's not even a problem. It's no, but, you like, know, the, the problem is that they they kind of tell yeah. us are problems, yeah, exactly. which we know aren't problems. You could resolve it all so easily. Just there it. is, Otherwise. yeah,
0: the, the, this is the way that they portray it, though, like that tra- the trans issue. It's like a, a trans problem. We're not a problem. You know. I mean, in terms of when you look at it on a sort of swings and roundabouts kind of thing, we're a benefit. You know, we we like
1: you know, we can well we I mean if you look at it just from a kind of a an everyday normal way of looking at things, I'm I'm employed, you're employed, we both pay tax. Yeah. Um does the does the English government not want that tax revenue? Well, I don't know. If should be... <laughs> no, I don't know if it's it's should be like... should be
0: people based on that. No,
1: but you know, if if two hundred sixty-two thousand people decided to leave England because of you know all these stupid policies, mm, does the yeah. government not want the wealth that goes with those people? Are they happy? Well, that, to just but let them go but but
0: but you've hit on something there. You see, because a lot of trans people are disenfranchised and they they're oh, not. They're, they're not. They're pe- not. People
1: are not able to do that anyway. So
0: so that's why this kind of change doesn't occur because. If if people are not supported and they are made homeless and their apply their employ, employ employers don't support them, if there's no encouragement to do well as a trans person, if there's no kind of structure there that where you see that there's a future for you, then obviously you slip through the cracks and you don't you you're not on the statistics you know you know you're not even. You're not even in the medical no, system. No, but you're not
1: even you're not even allowed to be a, a positive contributor to the economy, are you? Yeah, you're not allowed to work, and you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that, and you can't do yeah, this. You can't so, do that. How are you? How are you supposed to be a a citizen that contributes? How How do you do that?
0: Yeah, but I, but I, I, even that, I'm like, well, so what? You know, you you're in you are an individual, whether you contribute to that system or not. You. You know, your power as an
1: individual doesn't come
0: from how much tax you pay. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, no, but,
1: <laughs> you know, if, if if trans people can't get work because of,
0: mm. you know, transfer Yeah, but, yeah,
1: I understand what you're saying. You know, what happens to somebody like me or you, we can then no longer afford to pay our rent. We can't pay our mortgages. You know, we can't afford to buy yeah, products. Yeah, but
0: but those, those are traps. You know, so you, we get you slip
1: into, you slip into kind of...
0: Yeah, but my old... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's the
1: anarchist in me. I don't know. I just. But, who, I, but, but if, you, if you're not supporting yourself, then you need state support, don't you? I just want
0: to destroy the state. That's well, what yeah, I want to but, <laughs> You know what I'm
1: saying. It's like, surely it's better to allow people to prosper. You know than me, than Vicky. I want to destroy passerby. <laughs> From the famous. Right, well, here's, a, here's an interesting story, then. What about, do you, do you eat m ms I do. Right, well, M M's have uh, have replaced their spokes candies with Mayor Rudolph after a right wing backlash to unsexy makeover. Is this a
0: good story about Mayor Rudolph or not? Because I really like Mayor Rudolph. Well, I'm not really
1: sure who Mayor Rudolph is. Are they, Mayor, are, they, Mayor, are, they are they a comedian you, or something?
0: Have you ever seen the a film called Bridesmaids?
1: Yeah, yeah, and okay. she's. No, oh, she's really good. I'd,
0: she's have to, re- I'd have to look her up, but she is the oh, oh god, who is she? I think she's like a famous daughter of oh god, I'd have to Google it. But she's like really, she's like proper like Hollywood lo- royalty,
1: right? So um, M&M's has hired Maya to replace its lineup of mascots after a makeover uh, left right wing critics feeling thoroughly not horny. So the the confectionery company said in a statement that it would take an indefinite pause from promoting its spokes candies, which were redesigned in twenty twenty two to be more inclusive. So they had like all different like rainbow colored um, candies, didn't they? Yeah, you remember you remember the adverts around that time. I know what it is.
0: I know what it is about Maya Rudolph that I like. She's Jewish. Well, she. Um, I think her mother's Jewish. or i can't remember the mix right a mother's jewish or a father's black and to me that is like the ultimate mix <laughs> you know for you know because i love any any jewish woman uh that is a comedian is is all right by me yeah absolutely but also this thing we took a carlson i mean what the hell is this about
1: let me just continue reading the story here so so the makeover, that the redesign they did in 2022, this included giving the green m M&M, previously depicted as a lesbian, trainers instead of high heels, leaving Tucker Carlson furious. He raged about the new designs being less sexy and deeply unappealing. So I don't know, what does that say about Tucker Carlson? Is he actually wanting to have relationships with m I mean,
0: does he want to masturbate over chocolate or I does mean, he want to eat? Apparently i don't know i mean
1: instead of the famous characters the brand will now be represented by comedian mayor rudolph
0: let's be realistic this is about the idea that you know the the idea of sexualization so you know whenever you the traditionally the only way you know a cartoon is female is by the length of the eyelashes Right? That's that's the way Disney works. Yeah. The only no the only reason you know a character's female eyelids. is because they do some kind of stupid thing with long eyelashes. Uh, you know, whatever. So so Tucker Carlson is probably thinking, oh, we don't want any sort of we don't want any gender non conformity within chocolate. Because that no appeals more, to no more that, rainbow M&M's, huh? that appeals yeah. to children, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, also oh, oh, the rainbow is a part of it. So, so I mean, what's I don't happened know what,
1: here is Tucker Carlson has cancelled M and M candies. Yes.
0: Yeah, so what? I mean, what? What? Why do M and M's care? I mean, is this is this is this a story about M and M's giving in to him, or because how much power does he have? You I
1: know? mean, it's a funny story because you know, Twitter absolutely. I think I think Twitter almost broke over the story. One user said. If you're actually upset about the shoes, a cartoon piece of candy wears, seek help immediately. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, yeah. Just let me go back to Maya Rudolph because I've just absolutely loved Maya Rudolph and she is the daughter of Minnie Ripperton, an uh, amazing songwriter and singer. So let's just, let's just celebrate that. You know, so if she wants to advertise M&Ms, that's fine by me. So... I, don't, I mean, is this going to stop anybody or encourage anybody to eat M&M's? I no don't idea. know. No idea. No.
1: Funny story, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dolly Parton in the news again is giving free books to children in Scotland in case you need a reason to smile today. Do you need a reason to smile, Frida? It's been one of those as, weeks.
0: As long as the books are not by J.K.
1: Rowling. Uh oh have No, I, I can't imagine they will be. Children of, across Scotland have received more than twenty-five thousand free books thanks to country music legend and all-round angel Dolly Parton, the the country music superstar and humanitarian icon. Humanitarian, another notch to her ever-growing list of generosity acts with her imagination library scheme. Teamed up with the the Wheatley Foundation, I'm not sure who the Wheatley Foundation are, but in a move to help children develop their reading skills. So I think that, that's a really i'm just googling it's a cool thing to do isn't it dolly Wheatley, well done, Wheatley dolly. foundations
0: i hope they're not a christian group
1: the foundation which is part of the scottish housing organization the Wheatley group is dedicated to helping thousands of people every year within communities across central and southern scotland and we're set well, of 2016 it's a, it's like supporting a... vulnerable and disadvantaged people so yeah
0: cool yeah they sound like a positive um yeah group anyway so you know anything dolly so, parton does yeah, dolly parton you no know, she's i think i think dolly has always been a sort of gay icon hasn't she because she absolutely yeah. she's a female drag queen and you know that's that's you know I, I i know my mom loves dolly i love dolly and um she kind of spans the decades and she's a gen she's intergenerationally loved so that's good
1: I think you're going to really love this next story. This is more kind of up your alley, I think, based on some <laughs> of the things that you... I'm, wor- I'm worried now. So so this this one, Cabaret Group and Furries to drown oh. out Posey Parker's latest anti-trans rally with song and dance.
0: Well, this comes from <laughs> Beth, doesn't it? You know, Beth... Uh, do you know what? I don't know Beth's actual surname. Uh, I thought, you know, Beth, Beth. Who, Beth who's the uh, activist who was at uh, the gra hearing yeah with the red hair I thought, oh my god you, do you know yeah, what? I'm not sure
1: how this associates to beth no no,
0: no, this because 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 this is her she was organizing a protest okay right against kelly keen mm-hmm. uh you know that stupid let women bleat yeah, thing things she yeah, does yeah. so so beth um let me, let me i think it's beth douglas i think yeah okay she's organizing uh, uh a cabaret thing to counter this i can't open the
1: link can you see I would link? she organized it okay so let me just read out an event or an, an event by notorious anti-trans activist kelly j key known as alia known by alias posy parker mm. will be met with a counter protest from cabaret against the hate speech and furries against fascism yeah They're saying that when you've had a few. Um, Posey Parker, one of Britain's most vocal gender critical activists, is bringing her Let Women Speak tour to Glasgow on the 5th of February. Don't go, people. Don't go. Um, Our previous stop on the tour on 16th of January, a gender critical activist was heard quoting from Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. Mm -hmm. Um, The Glasgow event will be met with a counter protest organized by cabaret against the hate speech and an ally and LGBT group that challenges hate speech in scotland with live music and dance yeah because
0: so, yeah. yeah so it's great because what what happened initially they were going to do the cabaret thing and then they realized on the same weekend there's a fairy convention
1: yeah it's actually there's a there is a quote here from beth it says earlier i stated that kelly j keane Posey parker is coming to glasgow at the same time the city's hosting over a thousand fairies
0: yeah <laughs> So so
1: see yeah, I would do want to say you know I have a great I've, name furries against fascism I love that
0: I've written quite a lot about Kelly Keane as you know and it's got me into quite yeah. a lot of bit of trouble <laughs> but I will say you know anything that counters that because you know she stands whatever she stands for it not women let's let's just put it plainly you know they're not standing for women. I wish they would just be honest. If they were honest, I'd have more respect for them. If they would say standing against trans, then perhaps I would say, "Oh yeah, whatever." You know, get on with it. But because they because they're duplicitous in their message, like if if somebody says to me they're standing against trans, I was like, I know people would know what they were about, but they don't do that. They're very shit. They're very sly, duplicitous. So they'll say standing for women and they're not. That's exactly what they're not doing because women don't agree with them on the whole. And that's been proven many times. So, so what, are you
1: what are you doing on the 5th of February? Well, sure, I mean, maybe we should go. Shall we go? Do you have, do you have a furry's costume?
0: Uh, I've got a tail and some cat ears.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should go.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Let's get, well, we'll go Well, it's, it. Is
1: Blackpool Winter Pride on the fourth? So that would be a good thing to do on the fifth, wouldn't it?
0: Hmm.
1: Well, I don't know too much in one weekend. But yeah, I would love to go. Shall we go? It's going to be also also Square I, 11 a.m. Fifth of February. I mean, while, while even, if, talk... even if even if we're not going in furry costumes, just to see a thousand yeah. furries protesting against. Can I? Can uh, Rosie I just Parker, say... would be awesome.
0: And I just say, while we're talking about Scotland,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I just want to say, I know this isn't live, but Katie Montgomery is up in Scotland tonight. Doing mean, a, she's doing, doing, doing she? and I And I had a little, I said, no, she, she sent me a message. You know, she, we, we had a little chat because we were talking about some other stuff, which I won't go into, you know, because there's, there's been a lot of shit going on recently house, with indeed. Kelly J Keane and yeah. her acolytes. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, yeah, I think it's great what she's doing because, you know, we need, she's a really good speaker and we need people to represent us. And, you know, there's just not enough of it. So, very good.
1: I'm not sure if if it's being, is it being live broadcast?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I would love to watch it, but I when did is say, it, is it to today
1: her, or tomorrow? I
0: think it's tonight. Tonight. Isn't it? tonight, tonight, yeah. tonight.
1: Yep. Well, i sure. Yeah. People, well, you know what?
0: There's some amazing people doing some amazing things, and we need to promote that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and yeah. that's the positive. That's the.
0: I just that's wanted to give. I mean,
1: yeah, that, give Katie a shout out for that. I just
0: that. wanted to give a little positive spin, yeah, on that. You know, because yeah. we said when we we're on the rate when we we're on BBC Radio, we said we we do a bit of positive stuff, didn't we? So
1: we did. This next one's positive. You know, you remember that film I recommended to you? Oh, yeah. Everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> yeah. Have you managed to get through it yet?
0: I've watched it to one hour, 30 minutes.
1: It's amazing. And it's starting to give me headache. So well, it's basically, I mean- how I did you, enjoy... how, would you, how would you even describe that film?
0: Right. This is how I would describe it. From I mean, what it, involves,
1: it involves bagels. It involves a mother and daughter
0: Yeah. From what I've situation. seen so far, imagine The Matrix, <laughs> right? But directed by- Oh, God, I forgot his name. Who did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. So you go, you're got getting into somebody's head through the idea of alternate realities. So the, I don't want to give the story away, but it's about a very specific relationship. And everything is kind of – it's a very surreal film. It's
1: very surreal. It's amazing.
0: It's very fast-moving as well. Do
1: not blink while you're watching it.
0: No, no you, you know, it's like
1: uh, every frame has a different. Yeah, it's like there's. I think I need to watch it again because obviously you're not going to catch everything the first time around watching that. So, anyway, the story around the film is that the the star of the show, or well, one of the stars of the show, Stephanie, I think it's, is it Shoe? Stephanie Shoe. Shoe. Um, has been, I mean, the film's been nominated for an Oscar. I'm not sure it's category, yeah. but Golden Globe. Um, it won a Golden Globe, didn't it? Just I'm not now. sure about that. But well, the nomination, she said it's not just for her. Um it's for me. So I think it's had uh, <laughs> one of a whopping 11 for the absurd dark comedy with her fictional parents, Michelle and Ki Hu Quan, I think it is. Also nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor, so I think he's had eleven nominations. Yeah, yeah wow! It's one of those films though that really stands out because yeah. obviously, I mean, I'm you, not going to, I'm not even going to try and define what the movie's about. I would whenever, just whenever you to go watch it, whenever anybody recommends me a
0: film, the, there are three questions I ask. I say, "What's it about?" who's in it and how does it end and i don't know how to answer any of those with this one and, and if nobody can answer those questions i'll watch it because <laughs> if you can if you if it, i mean i don't mind if there's a famous person in it but they can tell me what it's about i'm not interested and if they can tell me how it ends i'm not interested because i like a film that you can watch from any point
1: in it and still well, enjoy it <laughs> well, stephanie plays you know she plays like a super, vil- super villain alter ego Mm. so yeah well well i will say there's an
0: there's an an exception to my rule about film and that is the film called orphan i don't know if you've ever seen orphan right because that is a film that you really don't want to know the ending of before you watch it (laughs) there are a couple of films like that but you know you know this idea you know when people say oh don't give me any spoilers right if you, can yeah. spoil, if you can spoil a film by knowing the ending, I generally don't want to watch it. But there are a couple of films, and Orphan is one of them, that you, you don't want to know the ending of.
1: Well, the ending of this one, I couldn't even define what it was. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I've that's watched a mark it, of, but I can't tell you what the ending is now. That's a mark I'm, of a good I mean, film. Kind of, you just kind of leave it thinking... One one thing I hate.
0: <laughs> one one thing I hate about films is plot
1: and plot device. Yeah, I mean there is a plot in this, but it's really no, I
0: know, no, but you, yeah, but
1: it's not about the plot. It's about something bigger. It's about the. It's a. It's a. It's a kind of a story about relationship between a mother and a daughter. Really, I mean that's what it's about, and the kind of what goes on in that. Yeah. Mario. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's good film. And then our Recommend last story. Me.
1: Um, last Oh, it's the yeah, last one Yeah, we've got to the end, Frida. I know. It's been a bit of a bit of a mammoth, the uh, mammoth. Marathon, not a mammoth. <laughs> mammoth task. A mammoth task or a marathon of stories. Um, Jersey government defends trans-inclusive cervical screening campaign after anti-trans backlash. So the Jersey government has doubled down on its trans-inclusive smear test program after transphobes criticized the protective treatment campaign. Officials defended a Twitter post shared on Monday, the 23rd of January, advocating for trans people to book a smear test after it was overwhelmed by transpho- transphobic rhetoric. So what that actually posted was, um, this is the government of Jersey. If you are a transgender man, a gender non-confirming person or assigned mm-hmm. female at birth with a cervix, you can book your free cervical screening today. Now, what yeah. is wrong with that? Well, you know see,
0: it. you see, the thing is with this, like, and I know I work for the NHS, so I know how they publicise. Because if you've only got one shot at yeah. appe- appealing to the public, you want to include as many people in that moment
1: as you can. I mean, but... ser- cancer is a serious thing. You want to make sure you're screening people yeah. you don't
0: need to be screened. So the only people that would have a problem with this, a reactionary yeah. kind of. Yeah, bitter little people that are looking for a problem like can i because like we we put out a lot of, of literature you know like mm-hmm. about smear tests and we put out of literature about uh, sexual health and within that literature we, we're very careful not to exclude anybody
1: now well, it's in not- addition in addition to that one they put out they also put out Two further posts directed at women as part of the campaign as well. So exactly, it's not, no, no one's being no one's being left out here.
0: What always springs to mind as well is that we have leaflets that are also written in Urdu,
1: yeah. in
0: Mandarin, and and when we do that, we're not saying, "Oh, if you don't speak Urdu, you're not included," which is the kind of logic these that's people the same would apply. So, so all you're doing is including more people in the discussion. You're not including less people. It's like when you put Braille on toilet doors. You know, you're not causing any problem for the visually abled. You're just helping a few people that can't exactly. see.
1: Exactly. So, the one of the other adverts that they put on Twitter, I'll just read it out. It go again from the government of Jersey. When was your last cervical screening test? Cervical screening identifies abnormalities and may lead to cervical cancer. If you're age 25 to 64, you can opt in and book for free cervical screen, um, screening test today with your GP. So, yeah. you know, yeah, and so, there's a so, picture of a woman with a kid yeah. in the advert, and the other one was a picture of a trans man. Yeah. So yeah, It sounds normal. It's just, you know, it, the, what they're doing is being inclusive and making sure that everybody needs, yeah. To, yeah. needs to have that screening, has it? No one's being excluded. I don't know well, why see, they have yeah. to cause these problems it's just ridiculous
0: but you see the problem is that in the media there's this appetite there's an appetite and i think it's i've noticed it since brexit and it's like this appetite of be the public like to moan about things when i say the public i mean like the kind of people that comment on the daily mail website like this idea oh it's too woke this wokeery gone mad. We no, it's not. You don't have to think about it if you don't. Want, nobody's making you if it think. It doesn't ab-
1: apply to you.
0: Yeah, if you don't you apply. Don't have to, to talk about yeah, it. so it's like I had this situation. I was talking to somebody recently. There was a situation where there was as part of a sort of inclusivity scheme in Manchester City Centre near the university, they made a rainbow kind of. You know where there would normally be a zebra crossing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so they put a rainbow thing, and it was just it, it. didn't replace the zebra crossing; it was just an extra crossing. And people were like, "Oh my god, what about guide dogs? It's gonna, it's gonna get blind people run over." I was like, "No, you're at this point. A blind dog is more intelligent than you." <laughs> That's where we're at. That's where we're at with this. Yeah. The the guide dog is more intelligent. Than the person that is moaning that there's a bit of paint on the road, right? That yeah. and 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 it's the same kind of logic in those people. Mm. So so like you know, and and even and, and you'll even see people complain about the inclusion of guide dogs in in places.
1: You know, it's like you, know, you remember when we were kids? I mean, we're pretty much similar age group. I know you're a bit older than me. Um I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, guide dogs, there used to be there used to be those like little, you know, the guide dogs they had in the street where you can drop some coins in its head.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah. You yeah. remember those?
1: You don't see yes. them anymore. Yeah. It's like people have forgotten what guide dogs are for. You know, you, I keep seeing things in the news around, you know, companies saying, Oh, you can't bring your guide dog in here. You know, like supermarkets and shops. Yeah. You know, the law is that you can take a guide dog wherever you want. Because it's a guide dog for the blind. Mm. Um, it's a service dog that can be used by yes. blind people but I, but to access anywhere, and that's the law. Exactly.
0: But I still maintain that a guide dog is more intelligent than the oh, average than let- than <laughs> daily mail reader. Exactly. I'd I'm rather sure be
1: true. You should do a test.
0: I'd rather be led around a supermarket.
1: Yeah, actually, who would you rather I cross have the road? Labrador. With? Who would you rather cross the road with? <laughs> a dog. Or a Daily Mail reader.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, a Daily Mail believer. (laughs) You know, my to be fair, my mum. You know, I have this argument with my mum all the time because my mum, God bless her, buys the Daily Mail, and uh, I do this thing. I go through the Daily Mail with a red pen, and I put. I just write lie.
1: <laughs> so you cross out everything that's a lie there's nothing left right
0: no no but i just uh, because she the thing is with mom, my mom my mum's response is well i like the
1: tv guide <laughs> just buy her a copy of the tv guide. just go and buy her the tv times
0: there buy are some people interview. that they just enjoy being entertained by nonsense and that is what what it comes down to but you see politicians play on that and and they and it's and it's insidious because there are lobby groups that will use publications like the daily mail to get their stuff because like i was say you know you know um i was talking about this with somebody on twitter the other day because they were saying you know the the anti trans lobby i said yeah there's an anti trans lobby but it works in the same way as the anti fox lobby and the and and when the um, you know you know the hunting ban was coming in the daily mail run loads of stories about foxes eating your children and foxes being nasty and <laughs> foxes being evil and what happened subsequently was uh, you know chris, chris packham mm. Yeah. The the you know spring watch Brian guy.
2: guy
0: yeah. He was in the paper because he was he was trying to say, look, foxes wouldn't harm anybody. They just, you know, they might bite your chickens because that's what they're made to do. But he but so the Daily Mail ran this story where they said Chris Packham, look at him, he wants to breed foxes. Look at him kissing a fox. These evil little vermin. And the next thing that happens is Ke- Chris Packham has his house firebombed. And there's a Land Rover parked outside his house, and there was a serious kind of threat to his house because there was a fire. Have we done all the topics?
1: We have. We finished. So,
0: You well, know, I've, I've had me Gary Barlow's. Uh, oh, you've been it. on the Gary
1: Barlow again. <laughs> it's cheap, cheap and cheerful. Gary Barlow's tonic wine. So that I mean that's the end of today's uh, episode. Quite a quite a. Busy one this time yeah we better,
0: um, well we started heavy didn't we because i needed to talk you about to the off your chest didn't you yeah it was a bit emotional because i did make the mistake Let that of, be the end of it i did make the mistake of going on the radio when i was really riled up about it so. yes
1: um i think you know when you get those kind of invites maybe if it's really short notice don't do it and if it's <laughs> You know, that, if there's that, a bit, you know if there's a bit of notice uh, you know write down what are your kind of points that you want to make yeah And stick to those stick to the stick to the agenda you know what i mean
0: right well um i hope you've enjoyed listening to us and Indeed. we've been entertaining please, please like please informative in, informative entertaining and factual <laughs> well, yeah
1: kind of We do our best. So can we confirm next week for Paul? chat with Paul?
0: Yeah, yeah. He said we're going to record. Paul Bloomer is a police officer who's worked in trans inclusion and LGBTQI plus inclusion. So that would be really good to talk to him because he really helped me with something that happened to me. Yeah. And so we really need to talk to him.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our sign is off there. Tatty bye for now.